Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and a core faculty in the Consortium for Critical Diversity and Digital Age Research, CEDAR, at Michigan State University. And I'll be your host for this episode of Every Tongue's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore the experiences and stories of communities of color by listening to the voices of attendees at the 2019 Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. During the festival, Holly Baker talked with Dr. Deidre H. Crumbly, anthropologist and professor emeritus at North Carolina State University. Have a listen to their conversation. I'm Deidre Helen Crumbly, retired professor of Africana Studies from North Carolina State University. But my first teaching job was here in Florida at Rollins College, where I was in anthropology and was heading African and African American studies. That's wonderful. How did you come across the work of Zora Neale Hurston? I believe it or not, <laughs> I came across her work when I was in graduate school. And I came across her anthropological work first. That's because I was trained as an anthropologist. And she became my patron saint. I used to have a picture of her on the desk where I was writing my dissertation to stay encouraged. Uh, and then I began to read more of her literary works. Then when I came to Rollins to teach, I had not made a connection between her and Eatonville, and it was actually Thad Seymour, who was the president at the time, who said, well, it, they, she used to be right across the street from us, and I believe one of her performances was at Rollins College, one of her first works. So being here and then meeting N.Y. Nathiri, who lets no one who has any kind of skills get away from uh, her work with Eatonville, uh, meant that I got involved very early on, for the first conference, in fact. Yes, that's what I heard, and I was wondering if you could tell me, since you've been to the first one, and now you've mm -hmm. been to the 30th one, um, yes. how do you think that the festival has evolved over time? Well, you know, it's rather interesting, because it's more like a circle than an evolution for me. Maybe in loops, I don't know. But from the very beginning, NY was very global in her perspective. And she saw this, the bigger picture of what this was about. It was about bringing people from all over the world who were interested in Zora. Uh, to see this place as Zora's place, this town, and then to make that inform a very global understanding of Zora's work. So she was always had this larger perspective, and um, she was never had any, she never had any questions in her mind about the, the importance of this, and that therefore we should have the best people and the most important people in every field be somehow connected to this with funding from all the major institutions. Uh, that's the way she started, and so while all of that is more manifest now than it was 30 years ago, it was where she wanted to be, and it's how she, was, she started out thinking about things. So it's like it's changed radically, but not at all. Well, that's a good way to look <laughs> at it. What, in your opinion, is the legacy of Zorafest? I think content and methodology. The content being um, the importance of Zorna Hurston's work that's just been um, imprinted on the, the intellectual world and, and the cultural world of the country and the world. And the second thing is the contribution of a model, how you take a local community situation, turn that into uh, 
a political, economic, social movement that also has cultural implications. That's hard to do. <laughs> and it's been done here in Eatonville, and it's, it's, it's a model for how to do it. So yes, it's important to have Zora's life and her work at the core of what we are doing, but it's also wonderful to see this is how you can do all of these things at one time. And they're not separated out. You know, you don't have to be just a political person or just a literary person or just a, a business person. You can be all of that and bring that together in one place, in one activity. I'm just so honored to be part of this. You know, Zora meant so much to me when I was writing up my dissertation and, and ever since. And to be able to somehow keep her work alive and help translate what she was all about into community development and and global connections. It's just an intellectual heritage. It's just marvelous. I'm honored. Thanks for listening to Every Tongue's Got to Confess podcast, the official podcast of the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Holly Baker and I produce this podcast with assistance from the University of Central Florida, the Association to Preserve Edenville Community, and Michigan State University. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.